Hey, it's Derek Drake, and I wanted to welcome you to this new exciting thing that I am doing. Um, Wow, I guess it's a podcast, and it's called Living in Courage. Um, I, by nature, I'm a dreamer. Uh, For those of you that don't know me, I get tons of vision and dreams and just for the future and things I'm passionate about. And so this came out of a desire to uh, really use my voice um, on a pla- different platform to be able to uh, be vulnerable, be real, and uh, talk about and through certain things um, that help people. I know, so this podcast won't be for everyone because not everybody's into podcasts and not everybody's into listening to a person talk about, you know, whatever, random topics or, or their life. So it won't... Um, It's not meant for everyone, but it will touch someone. And so I think that's the biggest reason why I've done it. And I wanted to do it on a larger platform um, and something that's available to people uh, online and just in various ways. And so I'm choosing to do this. It's completely new, completely different, um, but I'm calling this living in courage. The reason I'm calling it that is for me, courage is um, stands for really for me, my definition of courage is it stands for doing something uh, courageous doing something courageous means and or being courageous means bold um, action and it's typically bold action in the midst of adversity in the midst of pain and in the midst of um, trouble and circumstances so courage is not actually my de- my understanding and my definitions courage is not actually something where you finally feel like oh I am equipped and I am good enough to do this I am strong enough to do this It's actually a statement of saying, hey, you know what? I'm actually scared to death. I'm actually um, not very certain, but I'm going to be courageous and I'm going to do something anyway. And that's kind of, that's just me in a nutshell. That's my life. That is how I've, um, how I've really tackled various situations and things in my life is I've just said, hey, you know what? I'm scared or I don't have the answers. I don't really know, but this is what I know. I want to do this. I've got to do something. And so starting this is um, just another step in that direction. Now, I just want to give a little bit of background about me and kind of share what I'm going to be sharing today. Uh, I don't want my uh, podcast to be very long because I know that there are podcasts that are like hour, 45 minutes, hour long. I mean, that's awesome for those of you that can sit for that long, but I really can't. And so, and I don't think I can talk that long. So I want to try to keep these around, you know, 10 minutes, 15, probably 15 minutes, the longest, maybe even 20 minutes, the longest, but this one's the first one. So it might not be that long. We'll see. So what I wanted to talk about today is I am very passionate about people. I'm very passionate about people. And not only that, I'm very passionate about people's stories and people's lives. I feel like we're all on this earth to uh, really spur each other on and encourage each other on in the journey of life. There are things that we all deal with and face, some similarities and some different. But those are all things that make us unique, that make us, um, that make up our story. I wouldn't say that they define us because I don't think what happens to us or the things that go on in our life define us, but I do think that they begin to make up, um, are certain things about us in terms of what, you know, well, I'm passionate about this because it drives me because I, and let me put it in an example. I am passionate about, um, 
education, for example. I'm passionate about education and um, school and people learning because I, as a child, always loved education and I had great teachers in elementary school and some in high school and even in college. I had great teachers and that really cared, that really believed in me and that was very important for me as I was developing. And so that's why now, even as an adult, I have such a passion for education. I work currently in the education system and it's something new for me and it's something exciting, but the passion's always been there. Even as a young boy, I remember being in my room, I would play and I would literally be teaching. (laughs) I would have a whiteboard and a marker and I'd be teaching teaching my brothers and sisters and then sometimes I would just be teaching no one so uh that was always that was something for me that was an eye-opener of like hey this is something you love it's a passion it's a desire and so it's something where I, I know that we all have those things in our lives that we're passionate about and we love and so there are things that we connect with and connect to that we want to share with other people and so for me I'm about sharing or about hey If I can do anything to help somebody else, if I can do anything to share any bit of insight or wisdom or knowledge or understanding about something that could help someone, I'm going to do it. I'm all for it. So today I want to kind of talk about something that is not very common, but I guess I would say in probably the last several years, it's been more common in terms of people talking about it. Um... And it's people say like, oh, it's an epidemic going around in the world. I mean, I don't know that. I just know that it's something that people are now starting to talk about. And but even still, I still feel like there's not enough people talking about it because I think it's more common than people really make it seem. And so I'm just going to share like a little bit of my journey um, and a little bit of my kind of my process on it. it. It will take too long to share it all, but I want to talk a little bit about anxiety and depression. Now, that's a heavy topic for some, and it hits everyone differently in terms of either you've experienced it or you have really good family that have experienced family members or really good friends that have experienced it, or you've just, you know, you've done research on it or whatever. So everyone probably has some kind of general understanding about what anxiety and depression is and kind of how it can affect people. But I kind of want to speak from the perspective um, on kind of sharing my story and kind of some of the process, the things I've had to do in the process I've walked through uh, in dealing with this. The reason I'm sharing this too is not because I'm like, oh, woe is me, let's share about anxiety and depression. And you know, oh, it's the popular thing to talk about now because everybody's talking about it. I really think uh, for me, my passion for sharing it comes from, first of all, knowing that more people are dealing with it than they're willing to admit. And Um, if we would stop talking about it a bit more, it would take so much shame off and it would take so much of this like, oh, we don't talk about it, you know, or, or, oh, only certain people deal with this. Now, this might ruffle feathers, but especially in the black community and in the community and amongst men in society, this is, these are things that it's like, you don't talk about because if you deal with any of these issues, then you're not masculine. If you deal with any of these issues in the, in a black community, then it's like, oh no, we don't, we don't deal with that. We don't, we, you know, we don't talk about that. It's just kind of this unspoken thing we don't talk about. And I want to move out of that. And I want people to move out of that. And, um, so I want to share kind of my, process kind of in this or my story in this and hopefully encourage people through it. 
So for me, I uh, I didn't really, I know growing up I had some challenges, um, some trauma and some things that I went through um, growing up in my family life and even just as an individual. And I noticed at a very young age, I, I've always been a person that feels. I am, I mean, I am an emotional person. I just will admit that. And again, that goes against society because it's like, if you're a man, you're not supposed to be emotional. You need to be hard and tough. And and I hated those messages because it really, over the years, I learned how to suppress those emotions so that way I could feel man enough. And that did nothing but honestly, I think, lead me to kind of where I am today um, and into and really depression and anxiety and, and self-hatred and all of that. So... I grew up in just some challenging environments, home life, and some other circumstances. I don't want to go into detail because I don't want it to be super long, but I will share about it um, very soon. And so I noticed because I was an emotional kid, I felt things deeply. So the biggest thing, kind of one of the bigger emotions I typically always felt as a kid growing up is lonely because I always felt different. I was a different kid. I wasn't your average kid that was outside playing with the neighborhood kids and you know, um, involved in sports. I wasn't that guy. I was the guy who read a newspaper and drank coffee with my babysitter, (laughs) you know? Like, I was the person that would rather talk to you about life and ask you questions to find out things than, you know, than play video games. I was the person that wanted to read books and be in my room and, you know, write stuff down, opposed to, you know, going outside and playing. Now, that's not to say I didn't like to have fun, but I just was a different kid, and I felt that. And not only did I feel that, but I, my surroundings and the, my environment and people around me, um, I, I, w- I was very aware that, that that was also the message I was getting from environments and people around me, is that this kid's different. That created for me a feeling of loneliness. Now, when you feel lonely, you also go into isolation. So I went into isolation hardcore, Uh, where I just spent all the time by myself. Um, Even in school, I remember I would just, I I didn't have, I knew people, but I didn't feel like I had friends or people that were my people. And some of you might relate where you're like, you know a bunch of people, but you don't have people that really know you or that you're really connected to. That was my life growing up in school all throughout. And I remember in high school, it got even worse because High school can be a little bit of a brutal world. And I say that high school was the some of the worst years of my life. And it was um, because of a lot of things that happened. But that was a season where I was super lonely and in a really dark place. Um, and I like I remember having lunches, you know, by myself, you know, on a staircase somewhere away from people every day. I remember faking like I was talking on the phone to make it seem like I wasn't alone, but I was talking to no one just so people wouldn't see that I was by myself and alone. And I remembered in high school um, is when I began to struggle with suicide. And I, I felt, because I felt so alone, I contemplated, what's the point of being on the earth if I'm alone? What's the point of, of living? I didn't understand that. And um, I dealt with those thoughts. I contemplated those thoughts. And it was hard for me to move out of that. All the while, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't let anyone know I was dealing with it. I didn't let anyone know that that these were things I was thinking, but I was thinking them. And I remember there's one thing that changed my life, humongous, humongous organization uh, that I love, Elevate International. They do um, youth camps, um, youth camps, and they're primarily based out of Phoenix, Arizona. 
and they do a, a tons of other things as well, uh, conferences, young adult uh, retreats, things of that nature. So I went to one and it changed my life because that was it, the year, the theme of that year was talking all about basically that there's purpose to your life. There's a reason you're living. There's a reason that you're here. And that what came at the right time because I was, I remember going uh, to the camp that year and I said, God, because I'm a man of faith, I said, God, I if if I don't hear from you here, I'm I don't know if I can keep living. Like if you don't say something to me, if you don't do something, I don't know if I can keep living because I can't handle feeling like this. So make it to make it a long story short, I was forever changed by that camp and that really set me on fire to believe that I had a purpose in life. And it also set me on fire to want to let other people know that they were valuable and that they had a purpose. So fast forward, we go through uh, life, we go through high school, we go through college, and there's still challenging things that are happening within my family, within myself. Um, But I learned how to suppress emotions really well because um, I was not considered the manly man. I wasn't considered the masculine man. So in order to, but I wanted to be that. And in order to be that, that mean, that meant I needed to shut some things down. And so what I shut down was my emotions. Anything I felt, anything I was dealing with, it was like, ah, it doesn't matter. Let me just shut it down. Let me get over it. I, I learned to do that for years. And the danger in shutting down your emotions is you never begin. When you go through things in life and you don't give yourself permission to feel it, you never grow out of it. You don't give yourself the chance to get to actually work through it and come out of it on the other side. So there was tons of things that I was just just saying, hey, you know what, whatever, it's I'll get over it. It doesn't matter. Don't think about it. Don't talk about it. Don't feel it, you know, whatever. And I noticed that I, I learned how to function that way. Now, um, probably in college, probably in my last couple years of college, I began to do counseling. And before that, I never even thought about it. Never was, it wasn't a value. It wasn't something people, you know, I learned or talked about, people talked about. But I w- went to counseling and um, started to unpack some of these things. And I realized I was deeply affected by it. Not only was I deeply affected, but it was actually preventing me from a lot of things. It was preventing me from being myself. It was preventing me from doing certain things. Um, it was preventing me from in terms of it was limiting my thoughts and my beliefs about myself about other people about life it was doing a lot more damage than I thought so I began to walk through counseling knowing that these things were happening knowing that um, I was feeling this way and I really had to face this I really had to face it and I had known um, when I was dealing with my loneliness seasons and feeling isolated and alone I remember um, how dark that felt. And I I remember I cried every day and I journaled for hours and then I cried and I journaled and I cried night, you know, for nights I would cry myself to sleep and wake up and journal. And and it was just a process of so much defeat and loneliness. And I remember saying statements like, you know, oh, maybe I'm meant to be alone. Like, this is just my life. And you know, no one will ever, I'm not meant to be loved or no one will ever really love me or really understand me or get me. So it's just best I stay alone. And now those were messages I was saying to myself over and over because that was what I felt. And that was what the environment 
not to say that my environment was telling me those things specifically, but that was what in my head I see, saw in my environment because of what was happening. So now we fast forward to kind of the present um, over the past maybe uh, year or so. Um, I've really began to process even deeper some of the things I've gone through. With that comes tons of emotions. Um, I am, what I didn't realize is that I am, um, I've continued to do counseling now and in different, different ways and with different individuals. And for a long time, I was functioning with anxiety and depression. I was functioning, meaning I was able to still work. I was able to still have a decent um, you know, life in terms of relationships and talking to people and still able to handle things in life, pay bills, you know, take care of responsibilities. I was still able to do all those things. But if you were to go, if I was to examine deep, deep, deep down in my heart and what I was feeling, I felt so empty, broken, and destroyed. And it was only, and, and the thoughts that consumed me Um, even more so in the past, in the past seven months were the thoughts of like, wow, I, why am I living? Like, what is the point? What is the point of this? And I began to have those thoughts of, well, what would it be like if I wasn't here? You know, I've got married, I have two kids and what would it be like if I wasn't here? What would it be like if, you know, I just, if it just was over, you know, like what, it was so many questions that that spurred anxiety and that also called me to or allowed me to spiral more and more into kind of a dark place and feeling like wow I'm never gonna get out of this there's no hope for this anymore like I there's no hope for me to get out of this and those things started to play over and over in my mind and that's what really increased some of the anxiety is the thoughts I couldn't turn them off I couldn't you know no matter how hard I tried even talking to other people or or you know sharing it it, none of that really seemed to help I it would they would still be there and so honestly in this past seven months I've continued to do counseling and uh, but also just being very vulnerable um, I decided to you know do something medically and take medication now this is something for many people they may agree with not agree with I don't know I don't care I was those I was that person honestly that did not agree with medication I was very opposed to it, very much like, no, that that's not good. I shouldn't have to do that. No, 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 no. But when I began to really think through this process and think through who I wanted to be, where I wanted to be, there's a couple things I had to tell myself. One is that this is not the answer and this is not the end. So not seeing it as like, well, this is what I'm just going to be. This is how my life's going to be for the rest of my life. So I might as well get used to it. No, that's not true. I had to say, okay, I need to do something to start this process and continue to move forward, something that's going to help me. And eventually, as I continue to walk through, things are going to change and things are going to get better. So I see it as it's not a permanent thing and it's not something that I can rely on for the rest of my life, but it is a step that I've taken to better be able to manage and be able to process through and deal with life at this stage and the things that I'm dealing with. So I say, share all of that just to say um, that to, to really share my story and, and, and to come out of hiding and to, and to encourage others to come out of hiding, because this is something 
that a lot of people are dealing with and a lot of people aren't talking about it. A lot of people aren't admitting that. And the reason why is because they feel alone. That's the number one thing because that was the number one thing that got me is like, no, I'm just alone or it's just me or no one's going to understand. And that's not the truth. And so I want to be an example and I want to encourage those that are, are in it and dealing with anxiety and dealing with depression and and, and fighting through it and getting the help that they need, I want to encourage you to keep going. And I also want to encourage you not to be silent. The biggest thing for me, I'm a big, I'm a big believer of community and friendship. And so I have friends that know, I have people in my life that know and that I talk to and, and, and share it with, and they, they encourage me and, 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 and pray for me and support me. And I believe that that is so important to your process of healing and walking out of it. Because the moment you think you're the only one is the moment that it is much, much easier for you to give in to the thoughts that say, yeah, your life doesn't matter or your life's not worth it. And that was where I was. And those are places I still have to walk out of. But when I know that I have other people in my life I can count on, I can call on, that will support me, um, that makes a difference. And so I want to be that for other people, too, that feel like, man, this is me. This is what I'm dealing with. And no one knows and no one understands or whatever. People understand. I understand. And I know that it is a journey and it's not just a destination where you arrive. It's a journey. It's a process. It takes processing through pain. It takes processing through trauma and things that have happened in order for you to get to a place of real wholeness and real healing. So... I don't want to be super long in this, um, but I wanted to share that just to share my story, just to let it be known and to encourage you that if you are an individual that deals with this, um, find people to love you. And I know that that people say that and they're like, and you're like, I don't want to find people. I want them to find me. Well, I, I would encourage you and push you to really, really challenge your perspective and your belief in that sense because people typically don't know that you're hurting or don't know that you're in the places that you're in because like I said I was I was functioning no one knew no one had any idea I had some great things happen in life I was able to smile I was able to function do things I was able to lead worship I was able to keep you know I was able to function really well and put a smile on and talk normally and and engage with people and people had no idea and it wasn't until I decided to say, hey, I'm going to get help. And I'm also going to invite some people into this with me uh, to support and fight with me. It wasn't until I decided that that things started to change. And if I can encourage you to do anything, it is to let the shame go. The shame is like the filth, the layer of filth and film that you cover yourself with. And you're like, oh, this is what I deserve. And I just walk around like this all day because I deserve this. But uncovering the shame means, you know what, I'm going to wipe myself off and I'm going to say, here I am, this is me. And I've got some stuff and I've got some some blemishes and I've got some brokenness and I've got some uh, some things going on that I'm working through. And when people see that, they will stand by you, they will love you and they will encourage you through it. And if they don't, then you know that that's not, those aren't your people. So I just wanted to encourage you with that and share that with you and I'm excited for this new journey of living in courage and let me know if you ever have topics or things you want me to share on or questions. I'd love to hear from you. You can always reach out to me um, 
And yes, I look forward to talking to you guys next time.